Welcome once again to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us today as we're going to bring you a series of messages to encourage you to do what God wants every believer to do, and that is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who do not know him. Do you care enough to share? Do you know that God has made you a minister of reconciliation? Do you know when to share, where to share, and how to share? Well, listen to these messages as we're going to encourage the body of Christ to get busy because the harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. Now join us today as we go into the Word of God and see what the Word is sharing with us about how to be effective in reaching others for Jesus Christ. So I want to talk about how we could be effective in reaching people for Jesus Christ. Effective evangelism starts with a God-given concern for the person you are speaking with. A God-given concern. Now, you could be so interested in going through the process uh, and the activity of evangelizing that you don't even care about the people you're trying to talk to. You just uh, said, I need to just go talk to some people because it's on my heart to talk to people. And then you talk to people and you want to say, well, I went out and evangelized today and I, I talked to 20 people. But you don't really care about the people. You just want to care whether or not you're a good evangelist. But if we're going to be effective, it's going to start with us caring for the people that we're speaking with. You know, Jesus put it this way. He says, he looked out over the people and he said, oh, they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. His heart went out to them. And he wants our heart to go out to them too. One of the greatest preachers of our era in the last few uh, decades have been C.H. Spurgeon, that, that English preacher. And he wrote about the unbeliever to whom we present the gospel message. I want you to hear what he wrote about presenting the gospel message to the unbeliever. He says this, if you can rest without their being saved, they will rest too. But if you're filled with an agony for them, if you cannot bear that they should be lost, you will soon find that they are uneasy too. If you are uneasy, they're going to be uneasy. He says, I hope you will get into such a state that you will dream about your child or about your hearer perishing for lack of Christ and start up at once and begin to cry over them. Oh God, give me converts or I will die. Then you will have converts. He said, when you get to the place where you start really weeping over the people, and have a compassion for the people, then God will give you converts. I don't think we're at the place where we're that passionate about people coming to Christ. One of the reasons that more people aren't coming to Christ today is because the believers are not passionate about reaching them. We're passionate about attending church, some of us, we're passionate about church activity, 
but we're not passionate about reaching the unbeliever. And most churches are just transferring people from one location to the other. When one church grows and, and, and goes from 200 people to 2,000 people in, in six months, I guarantee you that 90% of those 2,000 people came from somebody else's church. They're not new believers. The kingdom is not enlarging. Some of the churches are, but not the kingdom. Before the apostle Paul gave the gospel message to the pagans in Greece, and the book of Acts tells us he was deeply troubled by their idols. He walked through and saw all their idols, and he was deeply troubled. He was irritated. He was aroused to anger. So have you ever looked around in our culture at today and seeing so many people trapped by sin? Or have you noticed? So many people trapped by sin and the, the vulgarity and the, and the lasciviousness and all the things that's going on in the culture. So what did we say? We just say, oh... It's really bad. Have you ever gotten angry about it? We should not be angry at the people, but we should be angry at the demonic forces and the activity of the devil working through the people. In Acts chapter 17, as a result then of, of Paul being deeply troubled, he came up with a plan and he took some action. And I want to encourage you right now, personally, to come up with a plan. This is what I want you to walk out of here tonight with a plan to take some action. Any effective attempt at sharing your faith must begin with a God-given burden. So the first plan is, Lord, just give me a heart for the lost. Give me a heart for the lost. Help me to, to have an appetite to reach the lost. Give me that burden that you had for the lost. Everything that Jesus Christ did was to win lost people. God uh, sent him to win the lost. He, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him don't have to be lost. They don't have to be perishing, but can, shall come to eternal life. So let's just ask the Lord right now. Lord, give me a burden for the lost. Come on, just say it right now. Lord, come on, everybody, just come. If you want a burden, say, Lord, give me, a, give me a burden and a heart for the lost. Come on, I don't hear anybody. Come on, just talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, I want, a, I want a heart for the lost. The toughest challenge in winning people is to get the believers engaged in the, in the act of uh, allowing God to use us to reach the lost. Lord, help me. Help me, oh, Father. Help me. Give me that compassion. Give me that heart. Awaken my senses to the things that are going on around me. Uh, I'm going to pray this over us, Lord, uh, awaken our senses, senses to the things that's going on around us and our part to play in changing that thing and reaching those people right now, uh, reaching them right where we are. Help me, mighty God. Give me that passion. Give me that heart. Give me that desire. Give me that interest. Help me to care about those who are perishing right now. Help me to care about them. Right now, help us to care about him in this congregation, in this church. Help us to care enough to become engaged and involved. Right now, Father, help us. Help break the, uh, we're talking about breaking every chain tonight, as they were singing. Break that chain in the lives of the believers that keep us tethered to not moving forward and reaching others. Break that chain where we, we're so interested in our own 
things that are going on in our own lives that we're not concerned about the unbeliever, the ones that's lost, the one that's hurting, the one that's perishing. Help us break those chains, break those strongholds in our own lives that keep us from being effective. In the name of Jesus. Paul said to this, he said, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me, he says, I'm undone, I'm outdone if I don't preach. What about us? Do we ever feel that way? I need to tell somebody something. Well, here's a, here's a question. Should you care for the lost? Jesus cared for the lost. Jesus cared because God loves people. And God sent him to save people. God loves people. God sent his son to save people. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he gave his life. So that others can be saved. And you know what? That's why he saved us. So that we can go and gather some others. So why do you think he saved us? So we can go and gather some others. So uh, why do you think he saved us? So we can go and gather some others. What do you, why do you think he saved us? So we can go and gather some others. You think he wanted us to go and gather some others? Yes. Well, he wanted us to go and gather some others so much that he saved us. Yes. In fact, one of the last instructions he gave his disciples, he said, go and make disciples, yes. teaching them and baptizing them. So he wanted us to go. In the book of Luke chapter 15, Jesus gave three parables to show how much God loves people. And he shows us that God loves people. Those three parables, one was the shepherd who went after the lost sheep. The woman who lost a, co a valuable coin. And a father who lost a son, the prodigal son. He gave that to show how, how much Caring went into those, that, those things that were lost. When you read those parables, you're going to see the rejoicing that takes place when that which is lost is found. In fact, the Bible tells us every time someone on earth comes to Jesus Christ, heaven rejoices. The angels in heaven are rejoicing every time because that's what's important in them. They're waiting every day. Hey, let's see if somebody else is going to get saved. They're not waiting to see whether you're going to get a new house or a new car or whether you're going to get a supernatural anointing or whether you're going to do all kinds of supernatural things. They're waiting to see if somebody's going to come into the kingdom. And when they do, they just rejoice. Yes, another one is coming. And I wonder what they're thinking about us when we're not helping out in the thing that's most important to the Lord. So the angels in heaven are rejoicing and that reminds us that God cares about individuals. God so loved the world, but he loves each and every one of us and he's searching for each and every one that can come into the kingdom. In the parable of the good shepherd, we see the shepherd leaving the 99 who were already in the fold and going out of his way to retrieve the lost sheep. He says, I lost one. He didn't say, well, you know, they should have kept up. I kept telling them not to uh, go wandering off, but soon let them go and wander off, see what happened to them. I'm going to take my rest of my 99. We're going on. No, he said, no, wait a minute. That one is important. 
We see the woman who lost the coin stop what she was doing and almost tear that house up to find that coin that was so valuable. She swept that house. She looked in every corner until she can find that coin. And then we see the father standing in the doorway looking for his lost son to come home. And in that parable, that father runs out to that son. That was not proper order in, the, in that culture for the senior, the older man, to run to the younger man. The younger man always has to run to the old one, but this father says, no, I've been waiting for him so long, I would break custom and I would run to my son, even though he told me to give him, give me, give him all of his money and he went wasted it, he messed up his life, I'm not going to go down there and tell him, see there, I told you, no, he's so glad that he came home that he put his loving arms around him. And that's a picture of God saying, no matter how bad a person is, no matter how bad their lives are, I want to put my arms around them and bring them into the fold. Would you be willing to get out of your comfort zone and take a step of faith to reach somebody else for Jesus Christ? This is Jerry G. Martin once again. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message today as we brought you the Word of God to help you to grow, to help you to be productive in the kingdom of God as this is our day and this is our time to lead our families, to make a difference in the world, and to bring other people to Jesus Christ. God is not caught off guard about the things that are going on in our culture, in our country, in our economy, and in our families. He is on the throne and he is working. He's just looking for his people to rise up and participate with him in what he would like to do at this day and this time. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can hear it on our podcast the light of the world daily with jerry g martin again that's the light of the world daily with jerry g martin you can hear today's message or previous messages that have aired on this station i invite you to visit our website at lowcf.org for more information now i want to take a moment to invite you to be my guest every sunday in the month of july i will be on a special series called god's blessings for tough times. I know that a lot of people are going through some very challenging times now. We have some controversy and confusion in our country, but God always blesses his people no matter what's going on. So come and join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umber Road. Let me mention the Beacon Bookstore on our campus. For books and Bibles and Sunday school materials or whatever you need, call us at 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.